Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Welcome in to another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? What's up, gentlemen? You enjoying the playoffs? It's pretty crazy so far, man. I mean, um, this weekend of games, we're really close. Um, and, you know, it's really tough to top what we saw a week ago in the divisional round just because it was four incredible games uh, that came down to the wire. This week was pretty good. I mean, the teams were... You know, it wasn't like the doorbuster teams type of thing, but you know, gotta love to see Joe Burrow smoking Joe, fucking going out there down twenty-one-three, biggest comeback in playoff and uh, championship, championship, not Super Bowl, but championship history. Um, and I was, you gotta love to see the Chiefs get knocked off and the way they got <laughs> knocked off, kind of falling apart in the second second half there. Um, I knew the, I I said it, hey, I picked both games. I didn't build any money. I probably should have the Rams. Um, you know, they they outdid the 49ers there. Uh, but it was a great game. It was a great game. And, you know, Jimmy made some throws. But uh, Stafford, it's kind of cool to see new two new quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. It is. It's a little bit of refreshing. Yeah, it's good to see new blood in the Super Bowl. C- certainly Cincinnati coming off the, what, 31-year drought of not being in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's awesome to see even if you're you know not a cincinnati guy i doubt there's too many of them but um (laughs) you know it's always good to see new new blood in there i thought the chiefs game and the the Bengals game was awesome the 21-3 kind of looks like it's going to be a blowout and you're down towards halftime the chiefs are driving and instead of kick the field goal take the easy points Andy Reid goes to put on the field goal team uh mahomes says no i got this uh throws a i believe it was a screen to tyree kill gets tackled short and Next thing you know, they, they don't get the points, and, and Cincinnati's charging back. And I was really impressed with Cincinnati's defense especially. I, I did not know they were at this level, that they could play at that le- that level. They did a great job of contain on uh, Mahomes trying to get outside the pocket the whole mm-hmm. game. Um, something the Patriots defense could really look at. You, they don't have a lot of star players, but the way they kind of kept him from scrambling for big yards was awesome. It was really something to, to study. The other yeah. game I didn't think was that uh, entertaining as far as after the after the other games we've seen recently. Um, San Francisco is just a mess to watch on offense. If it's not Debo Samuel, it's a fucking snooze fest. Um, and then Stafford, some of those other guys, I don't know, there's a lot of inconsistency there. you know. And it's amazing to me that the Rams are coming out of the AFC. I, they don't seem like – it's amazing to me both these teams are coming out, but the a- NFC is just weak. Compared yep. to the AFC right now, yep. yeah, no doubt. Yep. And uh, as we were all gearing up for Championship Sunday, looking forward to this semifinals uh, of the NFL season, we get dropped this bombshell Saturday afternoon. My my phone's lighting up to the point that it's ready to spasm. Uh, Tom Brady allegedly announces his retirement via Adam yep. Schefter and whoever else, uh, and then quickly afterwards. It seems like everyone's trying to backpedal. Not sure yet. Decisions haven't been made. People haven't been communicated to. Uh, and then ultimately on Tuesday, today, the day we're recording, Brady makes it official on Instagram, uh, posts out that I'm grateful for this and that, and thank you, everybody, and uh, he's hanging it up. So it's it's sad. Part of me was 
hoping that he was just going to go on an FU tour just a- after everybody tried to basically send him out the door on Saturday. It's too bad that it was an anticlimactic uh, way for it to happen. I would have preferred mm. for it to be just smooth and seamless, something uh, that a player of his caliber obviously would deserve, not to have anything come out leaked. But, I mean, at this moment, Brady spent 22 seasons in the NFL. Yeah. 20 of them with the Patriots. He is the greatest, obviously the greatest player in Patriots history and quite possibly the greatest player in NFL history, definitely in the Super Bowl era. There's no doubt there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's too much to say. I mean, they're, they're coming out with like a 47-part documentary series about him uh, on ESPN. Another I one? I have no idea how long Man in the Arena is, but it's, I mean, if, if it took 10 episodes to do Michael Jordan's last season, how long does it take to do Brady's 22? Right. Anyway, all this is to say that, I mean, we're we're humbled as Patriots fans to have been able to call him ours for so long and to bring so much pride and distinguishment to the organization. He's the reason that the Patriots are a known organization. He is literally, I mean, him along with Belichick and Kraft, you know, the, the Holy Trinity is responsible for them being a top five most valuable franchise in North America. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen by accident. Uh, no. And so we can we can delve more into this. I got to tell you, I got some goosebumps watching even just short videos about him. But uh, I figured just to to celebrate his career uh, real quick here, let's let's all share just just one memory. And there's so many to choose from that it's it's impossible. That it's why I was talking about the length of some of these documentaries that would need to to be in it to cover them. But um, I guess I can kick us off with one of them that just sticks out in in the more recent memory it was the uh just in terms of incredible performances the 2017 afc championship game i want to say it was when they were they're playing the jaguars and it was in gillette and everybody going into it was you know the jaguars suck it's terrible franchise all this stuff um they're coming into new england and in january who's going to be able to deal with it and then on like tuesday or wednesday Brady has a freak injury given a handoff to stupid Rex Burkhead, cuts his thumb open somehow to the point where they're like, I don't know if he needs surgery, if his tendons are all intact, who knows if he'll ever if he'll be able to play, uh, even if they make the Super Bowl, never mind this weekend. He ends up putting a giant tape job on it, going out there against at that point, probably the best defense in the NFL. Uh, they were loaded with studs all over the place who all left the franchise within about a year. Um, that's the Jaguars, that is. But he Mm -hmm. goes out there, gutsy performance. In the first half, the Jaguars are establishing a lead. Bortles is playing fine. Leonard Fournette's carrying the team. Uh, Our defense was so-so. And then, like, in the second quarter, this team is without Julian Edelman, by the way. Just note that. Out at the beginning of the season. Gronkowski is far and away the the best option through the air. He goes out with a concussion in the second quarter. And we're like, ah, shit. This is a great defense. We got an injured quarterback, and we just lost our top weapon to go with our second best weapon already being on IR. Brady claws this team back into it with a remarkable fourth quarter. I think he had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He is making Danny Amendola look like a superstar. Also note, Danny Amendola played incredible. But it's just one of those moments where it's like he put the whole team on his back against a lead against a great defense, drags the team to the Super and then played great again in that game. So that's just one thing that sticks out. Gets lost in the 10 Super Bowls, but uh, he's got so many stories like that. Yeah, I mean, um, to talk, you know, to continue what you were just saying, it's, it's crazy 
that he was able to last for 22 seasons. He never had any serious injuries outside the 09 season when he tore his ACL, but he was able to come back from that with no problems. I mean, that that alone in an NFL season is rare, or an NFL career is rare. Um, I'm happy to see him hang it up. He's 44 turning 45. Those hits take a toll on you. Uh, he, he's got every discernible record there probably is that you would want out there. Uh, he's shown that he can still do it. He's ending at the top where he's still a top three quarterback in the league, which is great. It's not like he's waiting till he falls off a cliff, which I know some people kind of wanted him to keep playing while he was top top guy. But I'm happy to see him be able to hang it up, walk off the field on his own power and not kind of do what all these other great quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime do. The Peyton Mannings, you know, everyone outside of Andrew Luck was never really great. Um, you know, Peyton Manning was pretty much he had to leave. You know, he wasn't he couldn't do it anymore. Brett Favre couldn't do it anymore. Um, Roethlisberger this year. Roethlisberger this year can't do it anymore. Uh, Kurt Warner couldn't do it anymore. I mean, there's a there's a long list of guys that the game forced him out and Brady as being the greatest of all time wasn't forced out. He's still somehow at 44 doing something that nobody's ever done got to walk off being the best being like, I could come back. I know people want me. I could start easily and be one of the best guys. So that's great. Um, you know, I have so many memories of Brady, but we were talking about it. We want to pick one and these guys are picking some more recent stuff. So, you know, um, uh, a lot of my memories are stuff that are just kind of random, crazy games, you know, not the biggest games. Obviously the Super Bowls are super memorable and amazing, but one I'm going to pick is, I think it was the divisional round in 06 versus the Chargers. That was the divisional round, right? Yep. Um, the Chargers for all your football fans, I think they were 14 and two that year. Those yep. were Damian Tomlinson's crazy. The Damian Tomlinson's insane year. They had <laughs> the best defense. Phillip Rivers was kicking ass. They were basically the best team in the league, I think, at that year. And we wanted to not deny it uh, at all costs at the time. But looking back on it, they were the most talented team that year. Um, they were kicking everybody's ass. And we had them in the, the divisional round. We went on the road to play them, I believe, right? Yep. And Brady had no receivers whatsoever. And they were beating the shit out of us. And Brady just kept clawing and clawing and clawing with no receivers to eventually beat them, which was stunning. And then I think we lost to Peyton Manning in the um the Colts right in that that mm-hmm. AFC yeah. championship but yep. you know just another another game Brady is not supposed to win he's coming off of three Super Bowl wins um an 05 season that was just okay uh a 2006 regular season that was just okay no one you know outside of them being the Patriots no one really thought they had enough to do it and they just beat the shit out of the best team in the league on the road and Brady played insane with literally no receipts he probably had 30 completions to running backs that game and it just showed you he did whatever he had to do he didn't need the fanciest receivers he didn't need the fanciest guys i mean his offensive line was always solid for sure which everybody needs but i mean he did it with everybody he did it every single possible way his offense was his offense but he mutated that and changed it per game per season whatever he had to do to win and there is really no one else that can say that you know, beyond yeah. his accolades. Yeah, I love what you said there um, initially about um, the way he's going out, where he's what he he led the league in passing at 44 years old, um, led the league in touchdowns and passing yards, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just crazy. He's he could easily play on any team in the NFL that doesn't you know 
obviously there's these teams with superstar quarterbacks, but if he came back next year, um, whatever team he would go on would be one of the favorites to win, especially in the NFC where it's kind of thin. You can get through there pretty easily. Um, he's just, I mean, to, to get through 22 years and be this dominant is just unbelievable. He's, he's the greatest to ever do it. Every, just the, the way you felt when he took the field as, as a, as a fan, you just always thought you had a chance to win, even when we had some really bad rosters, some really bad talent around him. Um, he could have, you know, Jabbar Gaffney as his leading receiver and, and carry you to a Super Bowl. It's just ridiculous. Uh, one of my favorite moments, my favorite moment is probably the first Super Bowl. Uh, you know, just being a kid and getting that first feeling of we, we did it, we couldn't believe it. Uh, but the moment that stands out to me is uh, 2014. We're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe it was in Kansas City we got our asses handed to us. I think it was like 40 to 14, 41 to 14. And um, all the commentators, everybody around the league, Brady's done. He's been in the league, what, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's all washed up. What was he, 35, 36 at the time? Yeah, about. That sounds right. And, uh, you know, normal age where you think guys are going to decline and fall off a cliff The assholes on the TV, Kellerman and all these guys saying that he's totally done. Dilfer, um, let's face it. The Patriots aren't good anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And they're grilling Belichick and to a man, everybody on the team, we're on to Cincinnati. That's all they're saying in the media. We're on to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We're on to Cincinnati. And they, they show up in Cincinnati the next week and it's just like, okay, we're back. And they kicked the shit out of him. What, kicked 40, the shit out of him. 43-17, and they're just, they're just steamrolling after that. And it was always like this. You you gave – tell Brady he can't do it if you want to see him do something. You yeah. know, you're too old, Brady. All that shit. Anything he can use. Like, even when this retirement report came out, I felt like he didn't announce it on his terms. He might actually want to come back now. Just to <laughs> shove it in your fucking face. And like literally, he would do this all the time. The deflate gate thing, anything you would use. I don't want to go back to San Francisco because they passed over me six times. And just every kind of thing he could use as motivation, anything he edge he could get, he was going to use. And that season, we ended up going on to win the Super Bowl. That was the, I believe it was the Seahawks year, right? Where Malcolm Butler had the, the pick in the end zone. Is sure was. You know, yep. twenty fourteen. That was so it. Much- so much for all washed up, you know. And then he went on to play another eight years. That was uh, he won what three or four super. He won four Super Bowls from that moment on. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, at the time of that, we thought like, oh, Brady might not win another. Remember that? He was thirty. Well, what was that period from oh four to twenty fourteen? It was a ten year period where we didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So I mean, we were making Super Bowls. We were making it there. But the Giants and, you know, had some uh, – I mean, we had great teams every single year. It was just uh, winning the Super Bowl is not an easy thing. Yeah, that's – a... He made it look easy. Yeah, it's a nice tribute. How about that? Uh, I hope they retire his number immediately. Uh, that would be fantastic. It seems like there, there might be a little static between Brady's camp and the organization, the Patriots organization still at this point. Hey, you want to talk about that a little bit real quick? Uh, sure. I mean – so he, uh, I haven't read everything, but it sounds like he made the announcement and he mentioned the Buccaneers a couple times on there. No, Thank no, you no, to no, the no. family. No. What, what happened? Go ahead. No. You, you fill me in. Brady released a post. You can look it on Twitter or um, Instagram. Ryan will be able to black this up, I'm sure. It was like seven or eight slides or something, several paragraphs per slide, thanking 
not just the Buccaneers. He was thanking the coaching staff and the Buccaneers by name, the player, like the the owners, the the staff, the the trainers, the fans, the radio station, like literally anything that had to do with the Bucks. He thanked. And, you know, reading along, reading along, you're expecting something to come up about the Patriots. Some little, I mean, I don't even care. I don't I don't care a whole lot about the whole thing anyways. I mean, he can do it however he wants. It's just surprising there was not a single mention about Patriots, Patriots Nation. Um, and then after the fact, obviously, a lot of people started saying, you know, releasing statements about it. Kraft released a statement. The Patriots released a statement. Then Brady then went and put... Uh, those on his story and said thanks i appreciate it so much like love you guys blah blah blah. and it's like why didn't you just do that in your statement yeah like why did it take somebody else to post about you for you to be like oh yeah the patriots it's almost like he kind of forgot which is not possible (laughs) and so many people i'm sure he has a team of people looking at that or a couple people looking that saying yeah you, you know Obviously, I would think at some point someone came up and said, hey, you know, you didn't mention the Patriots at all. You know how that looks, right? I mean, you know how that looks. Everyone knows how that looks. And it's just, to me, it's weird. I don't know if it's pettiness. I hope it's not, but it seems kind of petty because it seems like they buried the hatchet after he beat the Patriots this year. And, you know, him and pay, him and Bill were basically back and forth in the media saying how great every, each other was and how they had a great meeting and it all seemed like that was in the past. We knew it was a you know rough breakup. They knew it was going to happen from the beginning, or you know for the past so many years, and then for it to happen like this, and it's like no thing, you know, it's like really like you couldn't just put a comment in there like oh yeah, page. I already said what I needed to say to you guys, but you know, all love, blah blah blah. Yeah, I've heard different, different. Uh, I've heard it from a lot of different perspectives. Now, just listening to talk radio, you'd think he, you know, burned burned the Patriots jersey. I don't know. But um, he did thank us uh, multiple times when he left. And obviously, again, during the Buccaneers game this year. But just to put, it's a retirement statement. But to not have, you know, the Patriots one word about, and not even, if, if you hold a grudge against Belichick, fine. Or Kraft or whatever, that's fine. But the fans supported you for 20 years to not have a single word in there about the fans. You know, we've, you know, we we still love them. You know, yeah, so, we're not the ones that sent you away, dude. You know, yeah, it was it, it hurt a little bit, but I still feel like the way kind of it looked week four when he was back here. I still feel like there's something coming. Um, maybe he signs a, a day contract and goes out a Patriot. Really maybe weird in that statement. What? I don't know if that's gonna happen. I'd love it to happen. I don't know if it's gonna happen after seeing that statement. It is. It's just odd. You know, it's it feels petty. You it see, you petty. he wrote that much in like you know. He was with the Bucks for two years. He was with the Patriots for twenty. I mean, no, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to be like, well, you know, clearly your career was somewhere. You have six Super Bowls with them. Like, and like you said, right? It's you know, it's understandable that he's mad and this, that, and the other thing. But at the same time, it's his, it's his retirement statements. That's there. That's going to be there forever, and people are going to go. You know, he kind of. It may. It just doesn't make him look good. That's all it does. It. It really is. It's. That's the only thing. And a guy that cares so much now about not before, but now about his image, and he's got you know his brand and all this stuff. It's like I know he probably doesn't give a rat's ass about the fans, but it's just something for people to look at and you know frown upon and just say like you know it just tarnishes it. Feel, yeah. It you does know what feel I mean? like if the fans were ever going to turn on him. Like this would be the moment. Where yeah, be I mean, like, 
This actually kind of kind of hurt. You know what I mean a little bit to see him not include anything about. Yeah. Hey, we were twenty years behind you, bro. Like yeah, we paid your salary, Tampa, man. Tampa but, fan never gave a shit about Tampa until you got there. Like yeah, you know what I mean. So it is a little weird, and I, I kind of feel like it's not done. And then he posted something on there, but it was like a, it was like a footnote. Uh, Thank you, Patriots Nation. I'm beyond grateful. Love you all. Was but, that on? Where was that? That's a. Uh, a tweet reply. To, that's a uh, reply, right? I mean, that's the thing. Like, why wouldn't you just? You knew you should do that in the statement. It, like, you're not. You're with like people that do this for a living. Like, they're in, and that's the thing. It's just stirring shit up. It's like it, it's so easy to just write like that footnote, like you said. Oh, that's the to retweet or whatever. Like, if you just mm-hmm. put that in the paragraph, everyone would have said, "Oh, that's not much." He's probably pissed, but at least he looked past it. He did it. He put it in there, and it's you know. I mean, we I got more love from our week four matchup than his retirement. Yeah. You know what I mean, which is odd. I feel like something else is coming, man. You know, that's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. Uh, would have been nice to, to mention the Patriots somewhere in there. Uh, I just pulled up a transcript of Peyton Manning's retirement announcement. And he starts, cool. he starts by talking about his first completed pass and what it means uh, to do that for the Colts because Johnny Unitas played for the Colts. And then he goes... Onto it. Thank you to the Indianapolis Colts organization and all the fans across the country. You can't fathom how much I enjoyed my 14 years there or the warmth that my family feels for you. It's got several paragraphs here <laughs> about the Colts. Yeah, he even mentions us. He yeah. even mentions New England fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, wild. Kid, you know, that's Quest. the thing. You know, like Peyton went out and he said all this stuff. Like it's like it's your time. It's not like you're leaving unless he's just leaving the Bucks. Which I don't know what that means or how that works, but that's kind of what it seems like. He didn't use the word retire. He didn't use the word retire. Really? He did no, not anywhere in that. He was just what like, I'm, the, I'm moving on in my career. Basically, is what he said. I no longer have the. Well, oh my god, I got, I got to get the exact quote. Wow, up there. we're parsing words. I wonder if that's just the R word to him. He just never wanted to admit it, or if he's making, <laughs> if he's doing the Sean Payton thing, and he's like, I'm stepping away. I can't do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then a year later, he winds up on another team. I mean, so a year, he, if he's away for a year, I mean, call it a day. I mean, what well, are you he, doing? he wouldn't sit out a year. I mean, Sean Payton will sit out a year. Brady won't. Uh, but wow. Wow. You, now you're giving me hope. You're taking my, me on quite the roller coaster here. Question. Well, you're saying there's a chance. Question. Uh, did he mention University of Michigan? No. No, okay. he did not. Okay. So he didn't go all the way back. It's not like he went. Oh, San Mateo High School, University of Michigan, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nothing happened in the middle, right? Okay. Yeah, very Tampa Bay. It's all Tampa Bay. Let me me read you the first paragraph. I have always believed the sport of football is an all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, mental, and emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential. And I've tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. Oh, all right. Second paragraph is where (laughs) you're going to read the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's very long. Um, It's super long. Yeah. This is difficult for me to write, but here it goes. I'm not going, I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I have loved my NFL career and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Okay. Yeah. So, didn't say retire said he's not going to do an nfl career so be it 
Anyway. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow there was a rumor that he's doing a press conference with the Patriots or something. I don't know what the... Supposedly that's false. He supposedly was going to land in Gillette, land at Gillette tomorrow, or I don't know. That's a rumor. I mean... I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. You, you never know. <laughs> it's so funny. We have so many emotions about this. So many emotions tied into this player, uh, this guy, this icon of Boston yeah. sports. Uh, but it's just. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Just, I'm just trying to move us on to another topic. Gotcha. We, I mean, I, I'm super happy for him. Still, it doesn't. I mean, in three months from now, I won't really give a shit. It's just weird. It's it's off. There's something off about it. You know what I mean? That's all it comes down to. There's something off. You have great players. Aaron, If Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver in or one of these other teams and then retires in three years and just doesn't say anything about the Patriots. The Packers. It's like the Packers. It's going to be like, yeah. what the fuck's that all about? See, that would be expected. I could totally see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's well, the I thing. Mean, this is an Aaron Rodgers move. This is an Aaron. Exactly. This is an Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Brady cares about too much about his... I mean, first of all, his brands to alienate some place like that. Yeah. I mean, he's he cares more about you know TB12 and goat and all that shit. And, yeah, yeah. You know. it, maybe it was a misfire for him, or just a and something he overlooked. But there's so much positive emotion for him in the whole region that'll be an easy thing for him to get back. Yeah. Uh, so he's um, walking away or taking a time, whatever he's doing. Phenomenal career. Hats off to him. Hope he wins the MVP this year, just as like a salute walking out the door. He can always say that. 44 years old, wrapped it up with an MVP season. Um, so good for him. But um, so that was the lead-in Saturday, ultimately culminated with the that announcement on Tuesday. But on Sunday, we did have a couple more good games. You're right, didn't live up to everything from the divisional round, which is impossible. You can't can't have that every time. But that the Chiefs-Bengals game was a lot of fun. I mean, right off the bat, I'm sure everybody was feeling the same way, which is, ah, shoot. <laughs> Chiefs are just going to run away with this. Rolling they're, over them. They're going to steamroll through the Super Bowl. We're going to have to deal with this again. Have to look at these guys celebrate a, another time. But they, like, flipped and turned into the Chiefs again. I mean, it was very reminiscent of what they, the game they had in December against the Bengals where they got the big lead, and then they only scored three points in the second half, which is what happened again in this game. Ryan, you touched on this earlier, but just the the bungling of that final drive in the first half by the chiefs five inside the five yard line. They might've been on the two yard line, five seconds to go. And they, he drops back to pass. He's looking around. He ultimately throws into the flat to Tyreek Hill, but that was not the whole plan for the play. It was pretty clear about that. Cause he was looking around, but that can't be an option. <laughs> yeah. That can't be an option to get tackled inbounds with two seconds to go on the clock and no timeouts and lose those three points, which were ultimately critical. Yeah. Yeah. And then he does not have um, – the other thing I've noticed about Mahomes, and he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have throw the ball away in his vocabulary. And I think that gets in, him into trouble. Um, yeah. A lot of scrambling and then he'll force something. But No doubt. You know. And then in the second half, let me just read you the results of the, the Chiefs' uh, possessions in the second half. Punt, punt, interception, punt, punt, field goal. Interception in overtime. Those are – Critical times. All they needed was one more point than the Bengals at the end of, of regulation. And they would have won. They were fortunate to get the, the field goal at the end of regulation. But yeah, four punts, two interceptions. One thing that I just want to point out that was driving me up a wall during the game is the the mm. absolute reluctance on the announcers to criticize anything Mahomes is doing. He was playing like dog shit, objectively playing like dog shit in the second half and overtime. Yeah. 
Romo's and, losing his mind. Oh my goodness! And then in in overtime, he throws like first passes into the left flat. He throws it five feet over somebody's head. The second pass is in the right flat. Eli Apple just bricks the ball right onto the ground. That was an interception. That was a potential pick six. He follows that up by throwing an interception in overtime. And to end regulation, he takes two horrific sacks that make it into a 45-yard field goal when it was previously a chip shot. No criticism whatsoever. I'm like, this guy is not the the superhero. He's playing like crap. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Romo's way off on a lot of shit this year. I don't know what's going on with him. But seems he, like he was drunk up there a little bit. Yeah, he seems drunk. He's Something. freaking out. Like, oh, it's like, dude, what did you just say? He's not providing any insight anymore, and he's just kind of like... Just a couple times he's just downright wrong about things. Yeah. Like, really bad. It's like, what? Yeah, the other thing that was terrible with the um, with the broadcast, I don't know if you guys saw the halftime show. <laughs> the the but, audio conflict? What the hell was that? They, they set up the halftime show right in front of a speaker with a terrible... Applebee's song. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Oh my god! I oh, the Applebee's there. song. Oh, oh it's funny. Only also, Boom, only Boomer Esiason would would address it. Everyone else was just like hammering through it, and he's like, "I can't hear anything." Yeah, yeah. And he was laughing. He was like, "This yeah. is ridiculous." Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> man, what a what an absolute how does catastrophe? How does that happen? You CBS, get that speaker away from here. What are you doing? And the song is so bad. You think it's over. And they play the guy like mixes into two other songs, and then he goes back into the Applebee's song. <laughs> that's all you. That's the worst. <laughs> uh, so it was a pretty epic collapse from the Chiefs in that game. I thought they were gonna dominate the the Bengals' offensive line. Didn't work out that way. What actually ended up happening is the the Bengals' defensive line was getting getting home to Mahomes, uh, even with. I, it, it, there was a lot of coverage sacks, oddly enough. They were rushing three, dropping eight. Mahomes was just dilly-dallying, getting dropped in the backfield. On the other side, you got to hand it to the Bengals' offensive line for holding up against Frank Clark and Chris Jones and those guys and keeping Burrow upright. I think they only had one sack, if that, on the game. How about yeah. that one play? I think it was like third and five. And the right side of Cincinnati's line is atrocious. Uh, Prince and Adenogy, just not good. And... Um, Chris Jones, their best player, gets through. And he's about to sack Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow just pulls away from him. He's got his jersey. That was awesome. And then Burrow's scrambling left. And Chris Jones is going to sack. He's going to chase him down for sure. And Burrow just times his jump as he goes to to tackle him and scrambles for the first down. I fucking love that kid. That that kid's really good. That was an awesome play. I mean, he's smoking Joe. You got to love him. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. Uh, it's going to be a lot harder to keep him upright against the Rams and that front four and that defense. But you got to love, to seeing, um, what's his name, Ramsey get burned. We were talking about that last week. He was Jamar Chase was giving him a little run for his money. So. Yeah, he's been having a tough playoff. Love it. Yeah. If they put Aaron Donald over on that, facing the right side of the, the Cincinnati line, man, they're going to have they're gonna have a hell of a hell of a game yeah they're gonna have to game plan around that big time so in in the second half i mentioned the chiefs only scored three points cincinnati puts up 14 and then an additional three in overtime to take the take the win in kansas city difficult place to play uh really the only blemish on joe burrow's second half and overtime performance an interception down the left sideline on that play i don't know if you guys saw this but it was first and 10 and it was pretty clear that the defense jumped off sides. And I wonder if Burrow yeah. saw that, thought he had a free play, took a shot deep down the sideline. No flag. Uh, no flag. I don't know it was the offside, but it was a hell of a catch by, I think it was Sneed. Sneed. Yeah. Uh, he's got good hands. That kid. 
Yeah, so Joey Cool, second second year in the NFL, going to the Super Bowl. There's a, a short list of guys who have done that, and it's a really impressive list to be on. You know, Russell Wilson, Roethlisberger, Tom Brady's on that list, Dan Marino. There's a lot of good names, so uh, yeah. pretty impressive for him. So he'll be going in, we mentioned, to, to play the Rams. Rams were hosting NFC Championship against the 49ers. Niners had beat them twice already in the season, so you had to feel like even if the betting line was leaning towards the Rams, you knew the Niners had a chance, a pretty decent chance. Jimmy G still dealing with the thumb injury. Uh, and it was a pretty close game starting out. The The Niners actually took a 10-point lead excuse me, in the third quarter uh, and then wound up scoring nothing in the fourth quarter. Really terrible yep. fourth quarter for the Niners. Rams put up 13 points, get out of there with the win. Uh, without really playing that well. I thought McVay had some weird timeouts and the terrible challenge in the second half that I thought was going to come back to bite him. And the 49ers just did diddly-poo on their last three possessions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it was a good game. Uh, But, yeah, the the Niners, Shanahan kind of fell apart there. It seems like he kind of does fall apart in the end a little bit. Um, And who knows what's going to happen with Jimmy G coming up. they they got a lot of shit to figure out on that team. But the Rams, I figured, had more talent. Like I said earlier, it's cool to see Stafford there. Um, You know, he's gotten his ass kicked enough in Detroit that he deserves at least a little bit of victory. I don't think he's got it. I, You know, I don't know what's going to happen in this game. The Super Bowls, you never know. They're always slow starting games. Um, You never know if it's going to be a blowout. You never know if it's close. It's the two best teams. You know, these crazy offenses that everyone loves always end up taking a backseat generally, and it's usually a, becomes a huge defensive game because of the slow start, I feel like. Um, you know, another thing, too, that I just like about this weekend is everyone's been talking about the offense, the offense, the quarterback, how great the offense has been. It's it's You're never going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen-led offenses because they're too good. And then this weekend brings everyone right back down earth, and it's like, oh, no, actually, it's a huge defensive battle in a lot of these games because sometimes that talk gets a little too out there about this offense and defense not needing a defense and all that shit and it's like the defense won both of these i feel like yeah at a certain point but i would love to see the Bengals win just because i don't want to see the rams win for i don't know why just some kind of bias reason there but i think it'd be cool if the Bengals win and i don't you know probably because i don't think they'll have the talent um, sustained sustained success to get like a huge dynasty going, but I think Barrow could win one, two, you know, one or two, multiple. I don't know. Yeah, but they're in a tough division, so it's it's tough for them to keep winning, which is which is good. As far as the 49ers go, I think uh, they they look like they're a quarterback away from being a serious threat, a serious contender. I know they made it to the NFC Championship game, but I mean they looked abysmal. Um, if it weren't for Debo Samuel, Greg Kittle, Ayuk, um, even that offense is it, it's tough to watch. And they have they have good they have a good line, but you're just looking at Jimmy G, and he does not fit what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. It, every time I watch him in the fourth quarter, it, look, it looks like he's got, you know, I think he was like three for nine with 30 yards in Ooh. the fourth quarter. Pretty brutal. Uh, and, and they needed it. They needed it then, so it's not the time to shit your pants. <laughs> uh, also, uh, so so to the game coming up, the Super Bowl, I really don't like the Rams much. Uh, something about them. I don't know if it's their jerseys. I have a hard time watching them. Same. Uh, I don't like I the attitude the, of the players. I don't like McVay. He seems like, pompous. He's some. What is that, that challenge this week? Was like, What are you doing? 
the defense is, is pretty good, though. They fly around. They, they make big hits. Uh, they have good weapons. Cooper Cup. They're doing this without Robert Woods, by the way. Um, Cam Akers. Tony Michelle. Okay offensive line. They lost Tyler Higby during this game. I don't know if he'll be all right. Uh, I, they had a guy named Blanton step up. He had a good game. Um, so there's a lot of talent there. I think it's probably the more talented roster than Cincinnati. But I feel like Cincinnati's really well coached. Um, their defense especially looks super disciplined this past week. And they got plenty of weapons on offense. So I think it, I think it's going to be a good matchup, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Cincinnati, though. There you go. Yeah. There's some. I'm starting to turn. I'm starting to believe in Cincinnati. Also, uh, two. These are two fairly balanced teams. Cincy's weird because I'm. I'm not even convinced that they are balanced. But the defense has been playing so well these last few weeks that you gotta. You gotta start believing what you're seeing, uh, even if the the name recognition isn't there. I was trying to play this game the other day with uh, the Rams and the Bengals and just being like, how many people could you name on the Bengals or like the average person, average American, average football fan, whatever. Versus how many people could you name on the Rams? Or how many names are recognizable? Mm-hmm. You could look at, like, who's on commercials. No one from Cincy is on commercials. Joe no. Burrow's about to be. Jamar Chase is definitely about to be. But, like, Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, those guys are on commercials. And that's not even including Stafford, who's on a couple himself. Uh, in terms of one thing I did learn, just emotionally, watching the Niners and Rams play, Jalen Ramsey, I already knew this, but he is my least favorite NFL player. Uh, even if he's great, I just hate him. I hate his guts um, on the on the football field. And yeah. then uh, my favorite player in the NFL is Debo Samuel. God damn, that guy's so fun to watch. He was absolutely truck sticking people. He had no business doing that too. He created his own position. He calls it wide backs. Catches the ball like crazy. Plays in the return game. Strong, tough, fast. Makes big plays. Scored another touchdown. Diving past Jalen Ramsey. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a phenomenal player. I can't believe how fast he is too. At that size, what is he, six six feet, 220, something like that, 215? Yeah. He's, he's a big boy, and he's fast. He's so good. Gosh, yeah. he's so you fun You see him watch. after the game, bawling, crying his eyes out. Yeah, it, mean, it means something to him. He's, he's a pretty likable guy. Um, yeah. But Cincinnati, man, they got some likable guys. It's a likable team, you know? Yeah, they're it's underdogs. Underdogs, 31 years without a playoff win, all this and that. Uh, Joe Burrow's super likable, too. Jamar, that back shoulder, uh, deep in, deep out cut between Burrow and Jamar Chase is uh, is indefensible. You can't out. stop it. He and and Jamar Chase just catches. He's a hands catcher. He's gonna be he's gonna be an all time receiver. That's I think my, he's yeah he's on his way there. He's only twenty one. He's only twenty one. So it'll be that's a fantastic matchup to watch. Uh, there there's way more uh, analysis and evaluation we can do between now and then. But suffice it to say, it's a it's a refreshing Super Bowl matchup because there, there's some new faces there. Maybe it's not the most marketable game from a NFL viewership standpoint, but for people who are NFL fans that are definitely watching it like we are, I'm interested. I'm happy about it's it. Also kind of well, a... you wouldn't think that based on the ticket sales. The fucking tickets are like 10000 a apiece. Well, it's L.A. too. So you know it's, it's going to be marked up like crazy, and that stadium's ridiculous. They're going to fill that stadium. The thing is to me, like, how many Bengals fans are going to be there? I feel like they're so likable. I, I think there's going to be a lot more Bengals fans than Rams fans, and that's their home stadium. Yeah, right. So that that's something to look forward to in the sure. Super Bowl. Hopefully they go back to the old-school logos that were actually fun instead of just LV, LVI, all that stuff. Uh, but we'll get into that next week. In the meantime, there's some more off-the-field stuff going on. Coaching carousel. People are moving around. 
Uh, this, this came and touched the Patriots this week. Uh, previously, Gerard Mayo had interviewed for a few jobs. He's still a candidate in Houston, as far as I know. But uh, it winds up being the head coach opening and g- general manager opening in Las Vegas for the Raiders, getting filled by two Patriots, Dave Ziegler, the director of, of player personnel, leaving New England after like 10 years uh, at least, and then um, Josh McDaniels finally walking out the door, taking a head coaching job. He's been rumored and linked to head coaching jobs for like as long as he's been an offensive coordinator for the Patriots. So he finally found one that, that looks pretty good to him. You know, it's a it's a proud franchise. It's a franchise with a brand new stadium, a potentially established quarterback. You can think different things about Derek Carr, but he's he's not a zero. Uh, and then he's getting all the control in the world because Mark Davis is going, hey, here's your team. Here's your GM. You guys do this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of a mess to clean up after John Gruden and Mike Mayock's tenure there. But I'm, I'm happy for Josh. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did with the Patriots. Um, I mean, yep. he, he was gone four years ago and then walked away from the Colts or however many years ago that was. Uh, left them at the altar. Came back, was doing pretty good things for the Patriots. Thought he did pretty well with Mac Jones. But to be honest, and I think we were all texting about it, it's kind of stale. Like, I'm looking forward to some new offensive ideas. 100%. 100 fucking percent. I mean, you know, like you said, happy for Josh. He's done a real good job for us, or a pretty good job. But, I mean, as of, I think he did a good job with Mac. I think that's the biggest thing you're losing is his development or him helping the quarterback develop. But um, I'm the same way. It's like, you know, about damn time, dude. Like, go, go on to your own thing because, you know, just how many times does he have to rely on trick plays to fucking get things done? You know, that's the thing I can't come back to a lot this year in past years. It's like people are like, you don't have the weapons, you don't have the weapons, you can only score on triple plays. And it's like, why is that? People are schemed open all the goddamn time. And Josh seems to have a tough time with that because our offense is really confusing. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of times where you see on the field two guys running in this basically the same route or being in the same part of the field at the same time. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe people aren't open because people are running the same fucking part of the field at the same time. And that comes down to coaching. And I'm ready just to see somebody else call some plays, man, and not get so fed up with Josh sometimes where he, you know, he's very predictable at times. Um, You know, he's he's been he's done a really good job. But, you know, it's it's like you said, it's gotten stale. I think stale is a really good word for it. It's like, you know, still technically edible, but. (laughs) <laughs> still technically have him, but there's like a few people I'd probably rather than him. I'd rather someone fresh in there. You know, I'd love to get Billy O'Brien back. Yeah. I've heard I've heard rumors of that. And I think that would be really cool. Uh, I think he's a great fit. I think he's good with young quarterbacks. He did a good job with Sean Watson besides the legal issues. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for some new blood. I'm ready for some new plays. I'm ready for some adjusted offense here. I feel like the league has figured it, Josh, out a little bit on our end. So I'm ready for something new, and I'm happy. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on, on a lot of that. I mean, I think from a continuity standpoint with uh, Mac Jones and Josh working together, you kind of don't – I mean, this will be Mac Jones' third year in a row with a different coordinator – so from that perspective, it's not it's not a good thing losing someone that you you kind of need your quarterback to have some continuity and consistency in in the first year or two of his career. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, I think there's a just watching the games week to week. There's a lot of plays that I don't agree with um, this past year in particular. A lot of third and five 
third and seven, uh, even. I, I think we saw a, lot, a few third and seven halfback draws, um, some weird things. Not being incredibly creative with the screen game this year. Uh, gave up on Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry on the field together quite a bit. We didn't see a lot of spread, um, a lot of lot of motion, and I, I'll give him credit for the Buffalo Bills game. The, the first one going jumbo like that was pretty cool, um, and I wish they did that more. But you know, you hear all these great things about Josh from behind the scenes, and and everybody loves him and this and that. But I'm just looking at what I see on the field as far as play calling. And it's not my it's not my favorite. It's not what mm-hmm. I would call in a lot of scenarios. But you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, um, because from what I hear from to a man, he's really respected within that organization. So that's a tough loss. And hopefully, uh, Bill O'Brien or someone that knows Mac Jones or someone that runs a good offense could come in here and, and stick around for a while. Uh, Dave Ziegler is a loss too. Anytime you have a scout that's got again continuity, he's the biggest team. loss. That's a good yeah. point. I didn't even he's, mention that. He's, He's been around for, you know, I think he was eight years with the organization. Or something like that. No. An extensive period of time. All right. And oh, he was wow. with the, the Broncos, too, as I believe a, a scout before that. Uh, I think having a scout in that position is an advantage. So I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to bring someone in, maybe someone that's been here before. I know uh, uh, Pioli might be available. I, I'd love to see Pioli come back. Um, so they got to kind of sort these situations out and we might still lose Gerard Mayo who's I think the favorite to uh to get the Texas job at the moment um so we might be gutted we need Again. to be the coaching staff and we already have a terrible special teams coach we lost Skarnickia last year bring back got... Joe Judge I can't believe I'm saying it but put him in special teams he at least ran it well I feel like our coaching tree from Belichick has been picked clean over the past 10 to 15 years and now it's just like I don't even I don't even know yeah what we're left with a lot of guys have moved on. Offensive coordinator position is pretty wide open. They don't have really a high-ranking lower assistant coach that's ready to be moved up. Maybe maybe they'll they'll find one. Maybe they'll identify somebody, bring somebody in from outside. I know they like to have familiarity with people, so that's why Bill O'Brien's name goes to the top of the list. Uh, Ziegler only was in that role, filling in for Nick Casario over one season, and we saw yeah. we saw what happened in one draft with him there. Great draft. Fantastic. Do it. Draft. Probably better than all Casario's, right? Was Casario here in 2012? Oh, yeah. Casario's he, been he there. He was, but was he – Was I don't know if his he was elevated to that position yet. Uh, he, well, he's never the guy handing in the draft card. Neither of them are. But he was the head of the personnel department. He Casario was. was. He was for a long bit time. A, bit of a sleeper pick. I would like to – I don't know if, I, if he's ready for it, but I am kind of interested to see if Troy Brown could step up. You know, our receivers coach. He's been there for a while now. He's been there for a while now. Pretty cool. Man, what a, what a player he was. That'd be pretty cool. Awesome football player. Uh, speaking of the the Belichick, so there there are a couple other jobs that have been filled around the league. Uh, Brian Dable, a former Belichick disciple, uh, signed on with the Giants. Happy about it as a Patriots fan because it takes him yeah. from the Bills. He's done a fantastic job for the Bills. I'm glad to see him gone. Unfortunately, they have a really good guy in waiting, Ken Dorsey, former Miami quarterback of the 2001 Hurricanes, one of the greatest mm-hmm. college football teams ever, played in Carolina, has been coaching for like 10 years already. So uh, they have a good coach in waiting there. He was already the quarterback's coach. Matt Eberflus goes to Chicago, defensive-minded guy, Nathaniel Hackett to the Broncos. Open head coaching jobs still remain uh, Miami, Houston, Jacksonville Vikings Saints and speaking of Miami oh boy so they yeah. they fired Brian Flores who 
from most places, I, I know internally between the three of us, and then from most places that you hear, might be the best coach on the market yeah. available. Miami fired him. He's been interviewing elsewhere. He winds up getting an interview with the Giants. Turns out it was like a day after Brian Dable's interview. It was a setup. Apparently, it might have been set up to accommodate the Rooney rule where you have to, uh, you're have you required to interview at least one minority candidate. He's calling them out on it to the point that he's suing the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Broncos, and like 29 other teams or some shit. Yeah. This is yeah. a bombshell. This is rattling. Other teams. He's not. Is he suing the Patriots? Technically, I, too. I, I don't know. I don't know really. But I, I just saw that in one of the headlines. It said twenty nine John Doe. I don't know. If it Total. really, maybe he's just suing the whole the class action. That's the, what it does. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. He's suing the alliance. Um, this yeah, is you, a bombshell. It's huge. It's huge, especially for a Miami organization that's the disaster and a Giants organization that's already disaster as well. Broncos, not as much, but whatever. You know, I. Clearly, there's an issue. Um, I'm happy that he had the, you know, the balls and the sense to kind of speak up about it because I'm sure a lot of guys will just deal with it and put their head down and keep chipping away, thinking that's the right thing to do. Um, the only way it's going to get fixed is if it gets called out because it is that egregious. I mean, you know, there's things where he was getting paid to lose games in Miami and all kinds of stupid shit that he wouldn't do, and he seems like a great coach. That's what's the, the craziest thing about the whole the whole issue the one thing i will say about the suing i don't really know how that looks in terms of your football career yeah yeah because suing yeah. the nfl you know he had an obvious he, he had in in his in at least an excerpt of his statement i i read said like uh, i'm fully aware that this could be very impactful for his career for could the future. Yeah, it could end his coaching career, and that's when I got excited. Me too, because he could come back to the Patriots. He could come to the Patriots because he's blackballing other teams. He, because he's, Bill he's, would he's like him in. back. Yes, I'm sure Bill would like him back. So if that's what happens out of it, then wow, this is a, a home run on all cylinders. I want him back very badly. Yeah, it's a ballsy thing for him to do. I mean, and I and I thought for sure he was going to get a job. He's saying that he went to a, a meeting with uh, Denver, and John Elway showed up hungover and, and an hour late. Um, Sounds Steven, about right. Yeah, he's got a lot of shit coming out. He's saying Stephen Ross. I, he told that I don't know if this is him exactly, but I, I saw a, a verified reporter um, say Stephen Ross tried to pay him a hundred grand a game in 2019 to lose games to move up. That's the draft they got Tua in. Um, He's not really doing himself a lot of favors from the uh, diplomatic sense of the word. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I like this guy, man. He's fucking ballsy. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't feel like he's getting his just due. Dable got that job, and I think he wanted it. Um, But it is. I mean, it just shows it. That's fucking rotten of the Giants. Like that's super rotten of them. Well, they, they have to, the right to, to hire whoever they want. But, they I mean, do, but they're just yank. Why yank this dude's chain? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. bringing, making him fucking fly up to New York and do the whole rigmarole and bullshit. When it's like we have, it's not like he can win them over. Like, okay, yeah, Dable's the guy, unless four is you know. Well, the the Rooney rule is is re- what's really wasting his time. You know, right? That's exactly that's true. I mean. They know who they want. They go get the guy they want, but they're required to waste this guy's fucking time. You know what I mean? Right, which is not good. So, you know, maybe yeah. there needs to be changes to the Rooney rule where it's like, you know, I don't know what, but to make it 
like more realistic. Because if you could just yeah, I don't know. It's just well, the slippery st- slope. I understand why they implemented the rule, but I'm not sure it's executed in the best way. Uh, the yeah. wording, I don't know. Well, the way, the way the problem with the way it played out was that they had their mind made up. Is they shouldn't have right. their mind made up until they've completed the interviews. Right. Exactly. So what what ends up happening is Bill Belichick gets tied into this because he texts Brian Flores like, "Congratulations on the Giants job." When meanwhile he was like, "Oh shit, wrong person. Who this?" Uh, he meant to send that to Brian Dable because right. word because they were so solid on their decision after interviewing Brian Dable that somehow Belichick heard about it to the point that he was willing. Like nobody was like, "Don't ever say this to anybody." He's willing to throw out text messages. Like, congrats so on the job. Like, he got the job. That's how concrete that decision was before they even interviewed Brian Flores. That's the problem. Yeah. I saw something else, too. You can't actually read ex- excerpts from the class action lawsuit. Well, I, I and- think this is just the beginning of this. I think now that it's, you know, the doors are open, well, it's going to get messy for a couple of these organizations. I hope it has nothing to do with the Patriots, but um, it doesn't seem like it does. But it's going to get messy. The Dolphins. I mean, if the Dolphins are are trying to lose games, that's I mean, you could get kicked out of the NFL for that. I think literally. literally. I mean, and would get kicked out. To incentivize owner, it with a to incentivize it is what yeah, would get with you with your in, coach. In it's like, "Oh my god, dude, what do you think the fans think? I'd never go to another fucking game ever." Brutal. I don't know why you'd go to a Dolphins game anyway. <laughs> Obviously, but you know, imagine if you found out like they're intentionally losing and we keep paying, thinking they're going to try and win. It's well, like I want my money back for sure. You know, yeah. I, the other thing, I, if you guys could uh, check it out, I mean, you could do this at home too if you're listening. You could check out excerpts from the class action. Um, I definitely will be checking out excerpts from the class act, class action lawsuit, seeing what's yeah, going you, on there. Right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Yeah, you I'll be check checking out, that out excerpts from the class action lawsuit and there's one sentence in there that really makes it seem like even if dayball didn't get the job there was something going on behind the scenes with buffalo and mcdermott he's just sick of mcdermott so i don't think everything's uh, peachy in buffalo land up there no. sounds like you want it out regardless good good yeah. i hope it, cr- it craters yeah yeah well, yeah so uh crash and burn this has been a pretty wild week of uh, of stories going on in the NFL. For only two games happening, we got a, an all-timer retiring. We got all the coaching movements, big-time lawsuits, and mixed in in the middle, great football games. We got an exciting Super Bowl matchup to look forward to in a couple weeks. We got a week here to take a breather, uh, focus on some of these other head coaching opportunities, filling in or backfilling some of the open positions for the Patriots. There's a lot happening. A lot happening. Yeah. I'm well, we haven't even started talking about the salary cap and free agent situations. Know, what are we going to do with the franchise tag? We got a lot to look forward to in the offseason also. Hell yeah, man. All right. Going to be nuts. Going to be nuts. Okay, we'll wrap it up for this week. Thank you all for listening. Shout out to Tom Brady. I hope if they take any excerpts out of this, you know it's all with love. Uh, so, yeah, of course. <laughs> much love. Much love, 12. Okay, we will talk to you guys next week. See you later. Goodbye, 12. Adios.